Are you there? I am here, yes. Good, right, let's rock and roll. I'm naked. <clears throat> um, you do say things that I have to edit. Well, I've just came out of the shower. You're f***ing late. I've got things to do. I mean, honestly, you live in the middle of nowhere on the Isle of Anglesey. Oh, I better not say that. Scrap that. Otherwise, you're going to have a demonstration outside for being uh, uh, being anything to do with me. And uh, and I've just had a shower. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you're ready. So, listen, this is the 300th. Edi- We're just going to kick it off, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. Just going to kick it off. Right. Welcome to the show. This is the 300th edition of Me Talking Politics. That's a new word, by the way, that Mike Batt, who was on the show the other day, uh, came up with. Bolitics. Mr. Bright Eyes. Yeah. Bright Eyes. Yeah, Mr. Bolitics. Uh, that is a great word, isn't it? That's what politicians talk. Is it politics or hashtag politics? Well, it could be hashtag politics, couldn't it, in future? Could be a new Twitter site. Mind you, I might need a new one after all the aggravation uh, over the last day or so. Nah, it's just the usual flotsam and jetsam of internet. Yeah, I use that term. I tell you what, the uh, the so-called educated, trendy lefties are a bunch of c**ts, aren't they? I have to edit that out, I'm afraid, but I agree with your sentiment exactly. All right, they're a bunch, to use the Latin, uh, they are a bunch of sword sheaths. Is that like the condom thing you put the sword in before you put it round your waist? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, welcome to the programme. And uh, as everybody knows, I have turned from being a Remainer to a Brexiteer because of all the reasons on various other programmes I have uh, I've done. By the way, there is no celebration that this is the 300th edition of the show. I could put in the uh, old celebrations from one of the other hundredth shows. Yeah, good idea. If we get to 600, then that will be quite entertaining, won't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in now then. That'll give us an extra... What, few, right now? Yeah, right now. That'll give us an extra few minutes of show we don't have to do. Okay, so here's a celebration from our first 100th edition of the show. seemed like an eternity are we ready to start yet um well uh, <laughs> okay okay um all right we'll start we'll start easy now. okay let's start well welcome to the uh, james well radio show and i am your host rob and today i have a special guest mr james whale so uh, how are you james uh, i'm good thank you rob very good indeed i've got a few questions i've always wanted to ask you can i fire away yeah, absolutely. Go right ahead. I'm 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 very happy to be here on the James Whale Radio Show 100th edition. I'm I'm very very touched to have been asked to uh, to be the guest on this milestone in your program. Well, we've been trying to get you on for weeks. <laughs> yeah, no. And, I, and listen, I'm sorry that that commitments didn't allow, but uh, we're here now. So uh, let's spend some quality time together. Okie dokie. Well, you've interviewed a lot of people over the years. Uh, who would you say was the most interesting and who was the worst? Um, right. The worst interview was uh, Hank Marvin 
of the shadows. Um, I interviewed Hank Marvin when I was very new to broadcasting back in the 70s. And Hank Marvin, of course, comes originally from Newcastle. And uh, the shadows were back in Newcastle. It was about 1976. And they were booked to come on my nighttime radio show. Uh, And when they turned up, they'd obviously been out having a good time. And, And I was not very experienced. I was about 22 or 23. And every time I asked Hank Marvin a joke, uh, he just talked about something completely different or ignored me. And so, so in the end, I got myself in the newspapers. He got up and walked out. I was glad. I mean, we have met and, and, uh, and chatted since then, and he doesn't remember it, but uh, that's fine. Uh, and so that was, the, uh, that was the worst interview I had ever done. Uh, because he just didn't, he didn't want to be interviewed. He didn't want to talk. So I, I'd ask him a question. He, he said, no. And then, and then nothing, you know, or he would say, yeah, yeah, that's right. So that was, yeah, that was it. So that was the worst one. The best one, I don't know. There have been loads. I'll tell you the one I, I'm, I'm interested in at the moment because it's, it's doing the rounds, as they say. Uh, in fact, I think, can you see it on our website, on James Wells' website, I mean, at the moment, uh, my interview, one of the last interviews ever with Spike Milligan. I have seen that. It's very good. I like that. It's on the website, yes. On on the James Well Radio Show yeah, website. It, it's on your website, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, that was an interview I did when I was working for Yorkshire Television. It's a it's a, a TV interview, um, and it's I think it's the whole about twenty minutes long, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's definitely longer than what was put out on telly the other week. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you want to see that, uh, it, I, I think it was fascinating. He was a very interesting man. I enjoyed interviewing him a lot. If you had the opportunity to go back in time with that famous time machine that everyone owns, which part of your career would you love to do again and why? Uh, I have absolutely no interest in going back to anything in the past. I only am interested in what I'm doing in the future. So... Uh, we, after I do a show and you know, I do quite a lot of other bits and bobs, uh, quite often after a radio show or a television show, they like to have a meeting about it. Um, and which is fine. I, I don't mind that really. Um, but that's as far as it goes. I don't want to afterwards it's done. So you see the fascinating thing about doing this is that they're recorded. They're there forever. And, um, and they come back to bite you. And I suppose things like the, um, like the Spike Milligan interview. I enjoy doing the TV show, and I like doing television. Um, I love doing radio, uh, but, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not displeased with anything. Um, I'm never, uh, I never get overexcited. People say, oh, oh, I thought that was quite good, or, or didn't you like that? Or, or, you know, they might even say, that was terrible. How do you feel about that? After I've done the show, I've done it. So I'm I'm looking forward to what's going to happen in the next couple of years. Okay. Uh, I've heard you mention a few times before that you're the under-16s archery champion in Surrey, I believe. Yes, yeah. Uh, not now. Not now. No. Did you give up competing after that and thought that was good enough? <laughs> <laughs> and do you still have the trophy? Um, yeah, I still have the trophy. Uh, I didn't really give up competing after that, but uh, I after that, I, I was getting all fired up, and I thought, oh, there'll be the uh, archery then got back into the Olympics in the late 60s, early 70s. I think it was in the 19, was it the 1970 
Olympics or something like that. And it was four years before that, I thought, well, I might have a chance of getting in the Olympic team. I, you know, but um, I left school. I had to get a job. I then, I then found out that girls were quite entertaining, and so I, I didn't uh, go along and practice like I used. I, I, I shot very rarely, and uh, and fell out of love with doing it for a while. Not out of love. It's just that other things become more important. You're starting off in life. You've got to earn a living, and then various other things happen. So you don't have the time to do it. And now. Uh, I, I I still shoot bows and arrows, but I do it purely for fun. I don't actually, although I might I might go through the motions of turning up and going to a shoot somewhere, um, but I don't really I don't really want to score to be honest. Because as soon as I start scoring, I'm going to start getting competitive, and then I'm not going to enjoy it quite as much. I do it purely now for relaxation. Very good. If you could fix... You jo- say that after every question. So far, you give me three very goods. That's excellent. Well, uh, I'm going to have to get interviewed by you again. This is brilliant. You, you are my best interviewee so far. Get on with it, Robbo. Get on with it. If you could fix Charlie Chuck, would you? I don't think Charlie Chuck needs fixing, and I don't actually think he could be fixed. Okay. Uh, who is the best? Have you written all these questions down? Is it? Can you not do a bit of free flow? I can't. Well, all right then. Who's the best producer you've ever had? Oh, I can't. I can't tell you that. Can you not? No, because if I don't say Rob, you're going to have a. <coughs> oh dear, you're going to have a mood. I can't drink champagne while I'm doing a show. You've got champagne. I have got <laughs> diet. Oh, no. Goodness sake. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the James Ware Radio Show 100th edition party programme, where the special guest of the programme is... Mr James Whale. Can you put a flat pack together? No, I can't. In fact, I, I, um, uh, I remember Mrs W and I uh, were furnishing a flat uh, one time and we went and bought a load of furniture from Ikea. Uh, and only because I'd seen somebody advertise in the paper that they would come to your home and put together your flat pack. Really? So, yeah, so it's a business. There are people who actually do it and love it. Um, and so we bought all this furniture and then hired this chap who, who who charged, I think he charged about 100 quid, but he came along and within an evening he put up all the furniture. Wow. You know your book, Bald on Top? Which I've got yes, a copy of I do. Now. Yeah, I've got a copy of it now. Is, is it worth reading? Because I'm I am going a bit bald on top, or will it depress me? Uh, no, it, it, it uh, bald on top, which I wrote years and years and years ago, uh, talks about the benefits of being bald and how that those people who are lucky enough to be losing their hair. What do you mean going bald? You are bald. Thanks. Uh, are the chosen ones? <laughs> I am the chosen one. No, not you. Everybody who is is bald. Uh, in fact, we started off. I think there's a premise in the book. I haven't read it for for a long time. But I think I said basically that Jesus Christ was bald and that he used to wear a wig. Being bald was really what people should aspire to. Over the years, you've been in quite a lot of TV shows and films, acting wise. Yeah. Have you ever thought about giving up radio and going and doing a bit of acting for a while? No. No. I like radio. I, I, I have what they call verbal diarrhea. I like to be, you know, if you, you give up and go and do a bit of acting, I might be hanging around uh, for, for weeks and weeks. I think the last film I made was, what, Cold and Dark, 
which is available to say. I only had a very small part. In fact, I don't say anything in cold and dark. Uh, I am I am the baddie, and I am in lots of the scenes, uh, but I don't actually say anything. But it took, for me to do that bit of filming, it took over three weeks. Three weeks just to sit in a bathtub? Three, three, well, I didn't sit in a bathtub. You've obviously not seen the film. I've got the film. I've watched it. I'm sure you Have you? Well, I wasn't in the bath. Who was in the bath then? No, you haven't watched it. Watch the film and then you will see. I've watched the film and I'm sure you were in the bath. I was not in the bath, therefore you have not were you watched in the, were the you film. In the, were you in the storage container at the end then? No, I wasn't in the storage container at the end either. Were you in the film? I was in the film, which you haven't watched. I have. Trust me, I've watched it. Yeah. What was the name? What was the name of the character I played in the film? I've no idea. You haven't watched it. I have watched it. Well, you would know what the name of the character I played in the film was. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. You haven't watched it. <laughs> now this is getting better. I like this. This this is sort of interview I like. <laughs> I have watched it. Honestly, I've watched it, but I must not have been paying attention. Obviously, you weren't paying attention. I bought a copy. It was three pound on eBay. Cold and dark. Somebody was in the bath. Yes, yeah, somebody was in the bath, but it wasn't me. Uh, how do I know that somebody was in the bath if I hadn't watched it? Well, probably because I've mentioned it. Because whenever anybody asks me about it and they ask me what was the most uh, difficult part of the film, the most difficult part of the film was a scene where one of... You've got to watch the movie. It's, it's, it's a gruesome movie. I am playing the part of a people trafficker uh, who's bringing people in to a fictitious country so that the vampires can eat them. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing them in for food. And uh, a woman decides she's going to try and take over my turf. Uh, so there is a little contretemps. And uh, in the end, there's a scene uh, where she's in the bath in her plush house with candles and everything else. And, uh, and she looks up and sees me sitting. I'm actually sitting on the toilet, on the toilet. at yeah, the I, end. I knew you were what? in the bath room. <laughs> I knew it had something to do with the bath. That's the yeah, because I you've heard me tell this story. You haven't seen the movie. Oh. Um, anyway, this movie uh, where I'm sitting there looking at her and uh, she's lying in the bath and uh, one of my cohorts, one of the gang, slits her throat. It's a re really gruesome film, this. Um, and the director, I had to look a certain way. I had to move my head a certain way. Uh, there was the, the the good guy was talking about what I'd done. So I there was no dialogue within that scene, but there was a voice over the top of it. Are you with me so far? I am always with you. Right. So the the actress who was in the bath, we had to do about fifteen takes every time. Uh, the director wasn't happy. This poor girl had to get out of the bath. Uh, she was uh, taken away in her dressing gown. They had to empty the bath. They had to refill the bath. They had to fill the, the blood bags, which are hidden behind the woman lying in the bath so that it all looked pretty gruesome, and, and had to go again. And it took for this one scene that probably took about two minutes to show, took the best part of a day. You're going to make me watch it again, aren't you? I think you should watch it, yeah. Anyway, I've done enough of this. Have you got anything more interesting to ask? Uh, yeah, I, I, want to, I want to know. We've done 100 episodes together. That's, yeah. a, that's almost two years. But what the is it? My yeah, gosh. Yeah. But what the listeners don't know is we've only met once. 
Well, I think once is probably enough, yeah. Was I really that bad? I mean, you insist on living in the middle of nowhere. Well, yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, but, you know, I probably talk to you more than I talk to a lot of other people. Yeah, that's only because I keep phoning you. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I spend more time on the phone to you if I look at my phone bills than I do to anyone else. And, um, and if you live near, we probably wouldn't meet much more. Because I've got things to do and you've got things to do. Okay. And you only drink cans of Coke and I don't approve of that. Yeah, bottles, if they've got bottles of Coke, I prefer the glass bottles. Oh, do you? All oh, right. Picky, very picky, yeah. Mm. It's more gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can see that. Can I pull one of my poppers again? Ah, go on, pull one of it. Right, okay. Uh, you're listening to the James World Radio Show 100th edition with a fascinating interview with myself. Uh, although, so far, I don't think we've had any interesting uh, questions. What? I thought they were all interesting. Uh, here's a good one. In your record and CD collection, which have you played the most? Um, probably Bob Marley and the Wailers. Most of the Bob Marley albums that I have, I play quite often. I've got another good one. Is there any chance of a sequel to your book called Still Not a Celebrity? <laughs> That's quite amusing, yeah. Uh, I, no, I don't think, I don't think, I don't know. If I'm still, still about in five, six years' time, maybe I might. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, there was a spate when people wrote books. I'm not sure that they do. I mean, we might, we talked about it, didn't we? We could do a, a sequel that was just an audio book. We could easily do that, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, if anybody gets in touch and is interested, we might do it. So we basically need someone to write it then. Well, we don't. I'll just, I'll just do it. i just talk. Oh, okay. All right. That's how I did the other one. I suppose that's how an audio book works, I suppose. You just talk. Well, of course it is. I just do it. Well, you could say anything you like, then. Well, that's what you do in a book. Right. Maybe that's what we need. Crowdfund it and then get it published properly. Okay. Anyway, off you go. Go on, next question. That, that's it. That's it? Well, you don't you don't want to know my what it was like in my childhood. You don't you don't want to know what it was like uh, when I'm I not, went on summer holidays. You don't know what I'm it was Freud. like. You want to know what it was like when I met certain fame? You, that's it, is it? That's it. All right. What was it like when you met me? Um, I can't really remember. We met in Birmingham, didn't we? While I was working for the BBC in Birmingham. Yeah. And then we went out and had lunch. And you said I smelt. Did I? Yeah, I probably just said that to annoy you. Uh, I can't. I can't remember what you smelt of. You didn't. Re you're not very. You're not very exciting as far as eating is concerned, are you? I took you out to a very posh restaurant, which I paid for. Well, of course you paid for it, and I thought you should pay for it. I wanted to go for a curry. Yeah, there was you said, "Oh, I don't. I don't really like curry. I don't like anything that's too hot." I don't mind a curry. Yeah, you said no. I'd I'd like to go. I'd like to get something nice like a steak. No, I did say that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're like my brother. That's what he he only eats meat and two veg. I got a discount as well, if I remember rightly. You got a discount? Yeah, because they thought I worked for the BBC. <laughs> oh well, you it can't be all bad, can it? Eh? No, if I'd have known that, I'd have ordered a pudding. Yeah. All oh, right. Um, okay. Well, uh, is that is that it on the hundredth edition? That is the interview with James Whale. Yeah, it's the best interview ever. Interviewed by our producer Rob. I'm just going to sellotape now. Hang on. <clears throat> what right. are you going to sellotape? 
sellotape. I've got 100 party poppers, and I'm sellotaping all the strings together. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm ducking under my desk. Are you ready? Oh, what are you doing under your desk? Well, I don't want to be in light of sight of these uh, 100 party poppers, do I? Hang on. Ah! Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> what are you doing? Fire. Have you finished yet? <laughs> uh, I'm, I've just turned the smoke alarms off. <laughs> James Well, the voice of reason on the James Well radio show. And here's the celebration from the 200th edition of the show. I don't think we celebrated it. No, I was just, you could just put s- sort of nothing in there. Oh, okay. Sorry, I- I see where you're going. Yeah, okay, fine. Um, so anyway, probably, I don't know, we might, I've put on 10,000 followers nearly in the past couple of days on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know why or how you've done that. Well, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe it's, uh, it's because I put that left-wing bloke, uh, what's his name, Mason, in his place. Oh, the guy that's uh, always angry. He is, isn't he? Always angry, shouting at me. We're not talking down to me. Do you know, it reminded me, I, I, I didn't have very good school life. I was, uh, well, when I went to school, dyslexia wasn't known, but I couldn't spell, I couldn't write, I couldn't concentrate. So they considered I was um, just thick, which is what they said in those days. And uh, he just took me right back to the way teachers used to talk to me when I was at school. And I think he, he is used to doing that. He used to be the economics editor on the BBC on one of their programmes. Oh, that explains quite a bit. Mm. Uh, and he's just sort of patronising, and it just annoyed me intently. And then he said, do you know your... Uh, he said I was lying. Well, you have to willfully say something that's wrong to be lying, and I've never done that. I could have made a mistake, but he was... Uh, I didn't like him anyway. Yeah, that's what he should have said. I think you've made a mistake there, Sir Whale. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that would have been better. Uh, but the whole point of interviewing him was because he'd been encouraging people on one of his broadcasts on social media to go out and do another poll tax demonstration. None of this nice, polite demonstrating that we did before. He said it wants to be more like the poll tax. Well, I felt that was inciting violence, if you remember the poll tax riots. Yeah, all those small business owners losing their shop windows and stock, mm. uh, cars on yeah. fire, policemen getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. it. Well, yeah. You know, so I, I, I find that unacceptable. Anyway, then he went and quoted Ofcom rules at me. Um, and, you know, there are rules and regulations, but I have been doing this for 40 years, so I do tend to know what they are. Uh, and sometimes you push it to the line. Um, but I don't think there's an Ofcom regulation that says you have to be polite all the time uh, because people have that, you know, people don't have to listen. No, no, no. And you can have a disagreement. Yeah, and I can cut people off. Um, and if I put, I will always put my point of view, otherwise there is no reason to do This is the reason we get a lot of sort of radio stations with no listeners that try and do a talk show, unless the person doing the program has a point of view that makes people want to ring in and talk about it, you can't do it. Anyway, I'm not justifying myself. Um, I'm just giving this Pratt, who I have, by the way, invited. I said, listen, if you want to come into the studio, sit down in front of me and we'll have a talk about it. 
but he's very busy organising. He's, he's out, out at all the demonstrations. Uh, you know, this whole thing about uh, Boris who's closing down democracy, he's not closing down democracy. Can we just get this out of the way before we talk about other stuff? I mean, this is just ridiculous. Boris Johnson, listen, I've got to be careful, I suppose, when he was becoming mayor of London, I got into trouble then, didn't I? Because some prat... Uh, oh, no, Gordon Brown. Yeah, I was right the first time. Uh, Gordon Brown came out and said he was going to support the campaign of Ken Livingston to become the mayor of London again, if you remember. Yes. And, uh, and as a joke on the radio, I said, oh, well, in that case, you need as uh, equally big a personality to support Boris Johnson. So I'm coming out in support of Boris Johnson. And uh, and that uh, got me the sack. Well, it, actually, I contested it in the court. And talk radio is now run by a, a whole new bunch of people. And at the time, the big boss wasn't there and the program director didn't like me. And uh, I went to work on LBC. So that's the the story, basically. Uh, also, the, uh, the program director, whose name escapes me, had sent down an email with the wrong dates that you had to stop talking about you see strange thing that we have in this country and maybe one day it'll be changed newspapers can have a political uh, angle if they want yeah um and they do and people understand it uh radio stations can't oh. nor can tv stations uh in this country you have to pretend you have no views it's all right the rest of the year but when you're in a run-up to an election then there is a time of purder they call it purder where you can't you cannot uh, you can you can discuss it but you have to have it balanced. So if you want to do an interview with a politician, you have got to have a politician from the opposing side, and you have to mention all the politicians that are standing uh, in a particular seat where the politician you are talking to is standing himself or herself. Am I making myself clear? It's a bit confusing. Uh, but, you know, it's... It, 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 that doesn't really work for speech radio. If it was bland and banal, that's the reason why BBC local stations and some of their national speech stations don't do very well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, yes. What's wrong with you? What are you f***ing doing? Oh, I'm listening, Devin. I'm taking it all in. No, you're not. You're f***ing doing something. What? You were late, you're not ready, and you're messing up my podcast. I'll put the pen and paper away. I'll stop doodling. What are you doing now? I was, I was stop it colouring in for fuck's sake just stop it put up with fucking amateurs all over the place and do you know some of the stick I've got has been from from the Remainers they are really rude and nasty aren't they just remember you were one what? once yeah but I never troll people I have a radio show I can do it there oh okay fair enough or here you know but I listen I, I uh, had a bit of stick from the Brexiteers when I said, listen, this is a ridiculous thing. We need to stay within the European Union. Uh, and then after having spent three years listening and looking, I've decided, well, no, that's the last place I want to be. Let's leave it and get on with it. And some of the arguments from the Remainers are just pathetic. And now that Boris Johnson is closing Parliament for four days, and that's what we're talking about, guys, four days more than normal, uh, I think he's done exactly the right thing because... Let's hope it concentrates the minds of the dullards, probably very, very well educated, probably all went to university. I noticed a lot of the um, Remainers having a, well, who is he? He's not even a proper journalist. I never purported to be a proper journalist. And by the way, proper journalists, mostly left wing, as far as I can see, are members of the union, very strong, the journalist union, 
Uh, lots of left-wing views within journalists. I'm just a guy who was a disc jockey who then decided to do talk radio because it's more interesting to talk to people. And when you talk to people, then your political views come out because we all have a view on, on how things should be. I believe that uh, the, the people who can least look after themselves have to be looked after in society properly. And those people who succeed and do well should enjoy the benefits of their success. And I also disbelieve that those people who think pulling down successful ones to be the same level as them because they're not as clever or as successful is completely the wrong way to do it. Can I ask one of Rob's stupid questions? They've had like um, two plus years to try and uh, sort all this stuff out, right? No, they've had three years. Yeah, but I was giving them benefit of like uh, mucking about for a year. Oh, okay, fine, yeah. Surely all the stuff that they want to do in this time period that they've been banned, you know, these four days, like uh, trying to stop a no-deal Brexit, yeah. they could have done years ago. Yeah, but so. they're too stupid. They had a ridiculous prime minister who lost her uh, agenda. And now we've got Boris. And I have to say, I have been very, very impressed with the way Boris has just got on with it and been very positive about it. And, and some of the criticism and some of the shit that has come out of the lefties the lovey lefties, is just amazing. Just amazing. You know, even the bloke who uh, who produced the movie of uh, Dan Laurel and Oliver Hardy. Oh, that was a good movie. It was a good movie, and I told him, but he had a go at me. Oh. He called me ill-educated or, or something like that. Another fucking media lovey. I said... Give my love to uh, Steve Coogan, who, by the way, I gave his first break on the television too. And you go off and make yourself a nice movie somewhere. That's very polite of you. I know. I've been very polite, I think. I haven't told anybody to f*** off on Twitter yet. Uh, I don't actually reply to that many. It's just every now and then if I'm looking and I see one and I think, well, I better reply. You know, like there's some guy with a thrash metal uh, profile, probably not him, going, I'm surprised James Wan hasn't been sacked yet. Well, it's like like a London bus. You just wait and it'll happen. I'm going to call you back. Yeah, I didn't want to see that. No. That's the last time I'm hacking into your computer. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway... Uh, <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about now. You see, you shouldn't have done that, should you? Well, you, your your line was dropping a little bit, so I thought I'd better interrupt. Yeah. Yeah, but then you, you put it on video and you saw that I'm naked. <laughs> I did, and I'm not lying, I did. And that's the image that I will get out of my mind later on. Did you like the scars? <laughs> How can I reply I, yes or no? I've got exceptional nipples as well because I'm, I'm quite suntanned and your nipples always look better when they're brown, don't they? Oh, dear. Can we, can we put some blue tack over your, your webcam? So, so in the future, I'm okay. Yeah. I need a safe space. Yeah. Well, that'll teach you. You shouldn't have done it. I'm in my own home. I'm entitled to be naked while I'm working. You are, you are, you are. That's um, Yeah, yeah, I am. And I chipped one of my front teeth at the back of it on a bit of French bread, I think. And it's just a little chip came off. You know the front ones? Yeah. It's just behind, but it feels like there's a huge thing stuck in my mouth. <sighs> I'm hoping there's some context to this uh, conversation. 
None at all. None at all. Uh, so where were we? Oh, yeah. So, listen, we're leaving the European Union. What a waste of time and money all these legal interferences are. The politicians have had nearly three years to sort this out. They haven't been able to. And all this fuss they're causing is just making those people in the European Parliament think, uh, they're not going to be able to leave, so we might as well just not offer them any kind of deal. We'll just sit here, keep our powder dry, and allow those... uh, those guys in in uh, the UK to uh, to ruin the whole thing because that's what's going to happen because Boris Johnson wanted to talk tough and say we're leaving on the 31st of October which by the way I will be very annoyed if we don't because if we don't I could see this going on and on and on and that is not good for anyone whatever your view on this situation is so Boris is now being thwarted by the weak and the idiotic who think that they are more intelligent, cleverer than those people. I, look, I started out as a Remainer and everybody loved me. And I realised, looking at the evidence and everything else, that actually the European Union as it was is now finished. It is, it is becoming too big. It's trying to turn itself into a mini-empire and that is not the way to go forward. That will always, empires always crash and burn. Because the, what they do is they want to subjugate everybody within their, their circle. And they want to insist on the laws and the rules and the regulations. So it becomes less and less democratic. And I reckon if you had a vote now, I don't think there's a need for one. If you had a vote now, you would have many, many more people voting to leave the European Union than we had. So I've changed my mind, and I think we need to leave. And if the European Parliament is so stupid and so ignorant as not to want to continue to have a good working relationship with the fifth biggest economy on the planet, then they are idiots. Then they are only interested in gaining power. And then they are trying to have a go at us and to try and ruin us financially because they want to use it as a threat to other countries who actually may have seen the light and decide, well, hang on, maybe this thing is getting out of hand. Maybe we need to leave too. There are many French, Italians, uh, and uh, uh, Germans that I have met and have phoned in and got in touch on social media who say, we're hoping Britain goes ahead and leaves because we wish to do this in the future. So there is a groundswell of opinion within the European movement now that they wish to have less control by Europe. They still want to be friends. We want to be friends. We want to trade, free trade deals with all the European countries. And we could easily do that by just doing one free trade deal with the European Parliament so everything carries on the way it is. But they don't want to do it. And I'm sure we can sort the border situation out in Northern Ireland. But nobody wants to do it. Three years, and everybody said no, but nobody has offered different plans. So I think Boris Johnson has done the right thing to concentrate minds. You've got a couple of days to discuss it in Parliament, and then we go bang, bang, bang. Can you say that? Then we go bang, bang, bang? That's that's like... Uh... Well, yeah, I, I no, I mean bang, bang, bang. You know, like sort of you know, tick that box, tick that box, tick that box, oh, we've left. I see, it was very near November the 5th, you see, so I was a bit worried then. Anyway, so that's it on uh, on Brexit. It's going to it's becoming even more. The interview that I did, the clip that uh, social media at Talk Radio put out of the clip of of, of me clashing uh, with Paul Mason. Well, they only put a little bit of it out. You need to listen to the whole thing. You also really need to listen to what he said before in his own 
propaganda video that he put out on social media, which is why I did the interview with him. Um, but I'm not going to do an interview or chat. I don't do interviews. I just chat to people. I'm not going to chat to somebody who insists on talking down to me, patronizing me and telling me I'm lying. Yeah. And then try to say, oh, you've broken Ofcom rules because that's a threat. And if I have, then Ofcom can tell me. I don't need him or anyone else. Mm. So that's it. End of. Okay. Uh, but I have to say, everybody says nobody's interested, everybody's bored. Uh, we're approaching 200,000 views of that interview on Twitter. It's uh, definitely getting a, a lot of uh, traction, yes. Yeah. I mean, and presumably it's had even more on Facebook and YouTube and various other places. I have watched it 146,000 times myself, though, so that oh, might help. shut up. Um, I haven't watched it at all, but there we are. I did it, so there. there. Um, and what if some bloke called me a, a piece of old gammon, mouldy old gammon? What does that mean? Is that some term I'm not familiar with? You're just a thick bit of bacon. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, well, f*** you, mate. <clears throat> it wasn't me saying that you're just a thick bit. I was just trying to give you an answer. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Um, there's another interesting uh, thing. There have been, uh, I don't know if this has made the main news yet, but uh, in East London, I think it's in East London, uh, there have been uh, uh, leaflets handed out outside primary schools uh, by some people saying that sex education is encouraging uh, homosexual activity amongst children and encouraging them to masturbate. Uh, I presume this is some half-wit religious pillock. I presume probably of some kind of, of version of Islam. It could be a version of Christian. The Catholics don't like you masturbating either, do they? I thought it was compulsory. Well, it is. I mean, you're, you're supposed to. You're not, not supposed not to. It's part of a natural thing. Get rid of all the demons within. Really? Beat it out of the more you. The, yeah, beat it out of you. Beat it out of you, yeah. That's where the term beating the bishop came from, obviously. Uh, yes, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just, just the, the, the ridiculously uh, warped minds of some people who get into religion never, ever fails uh, to amaze me. And normally be having to go about religion. Brexit's really taking over, isn't it? Everybody's talking about it now. Uh, I just hope that uh, sense will prevail and people will realise that Boris is not trying to ruin the country or turn it in. Someone said he was trying to turn it into a dictatorship. I mean, I've I've looked at some of the, not all, but some of the, the sort of uh, vitriolic uh, social media against me, like uh, nobody with his views should be allowed on the air and stuff like that. Um, and so you get those sort of people in power, there won't be any uh, radio stations like Talk Radio, will there? Unless they've adopted a left-wing attitude. Everyone will have the same view. Yeah, well, that's what socialism does, isn't it? Well, I'm not the same of you. I've seen video evidence now. Well, no, nobody has got a body like this. Uh, right, should we do tech talk? Yeah, why not? Uh, well, I don't know. You're in charge of it. Okay. Uh, drones to be used by Heathrow Paws. I assume that's some sort of group of um, morons. Uh, Heathrow, sorry, drones to be used by who? Heathrow Paws. Oh, stupid fuckers. Uh, September the 13th, stop flights. Why? Well, you know, the, the only thing we can do about these people who, who go on about climate change and... and uh, behaving in this ridiculous and anti-democratic way is we get a couple of them and lock them up for a while. And turn the heating up. And turn the heating up. 
Oh, dear. Okay, go on. Uh, Google has confirmed that due to U.S. government ban on sales to Huawei, it's uh, not going to have any of the Google apps on the phone. So you can't want to have YouTube, Google Maps. So the phone's going to be pretty useless, really, isn't it? Oh, that's a bit of a shame, isn't it? It's going to be a phone, an actual phone. Mm. Not a smartphone, just a phone. I wouldn't know what to do without my phone, which is like my mini computer. I can go online, I can do emails, I can read texts, I can... I've got my sat-nav on it, everything. It does absolutely everything that a full computer could do almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. fact, you can use your phone to link into your computer and have the screen of your home computer on it, so therefore it is a full computer. Yeah. Why, why, would, why will Google do that, I wonder? There's no proof that Huawei, as far as I know, no proof that they have not been doing stuff for the Chinese government. And... Uh, I haven't even heard how it's going as far as our 5G masts and infrastructure is concerned, whether they're involved in it or not. It's gone very quiet. We should ask that question. We should do. Um, yeah. Another bit of news, uh, Amazon reviews. Yeah. You know, when you go on Amazon, you read reviews, and a lot of things yeah. get good, positive reviews. Check them very carefully, because what some clever people are doing is they're selling absolute shit on Amazon, and they're getting really good v- reviews. And how they're doing it is they're selling a really good product getting the reviews for that, and then changing the description of the product to something completely different and changing the (laughs) photograph so that you're assuming that these five-star reviews are relating to the product that you're seeing and they're not. (laughs) So check the reviews carefully. When you're looking at a new Hoover and you scroll down and someone says it's the best steam cooker I've ever had, right? Don't buy it. Yeah. Um, Apple repairs. Apple are now apparently going to allow small independent shops to do Apple repairs and will also sell you the parts to do it. That's a huge turnaround for Apple, yes. Yeah, so That's Apple. good news for you, isn't it? Well, I do Apple repairs anyway, but the problem is you can't get <laughs> genuine, genuine Apple parts to do the job. <coughs> you're making me cough now. You're not allowed to do that, are you? No, you're not allowed to do that, no. And no. also, um, their new iOS has been hacked. You can now jailbreak your um, iPhones with the latest iOS that's come out. So that's not good news for Apple either. I'm not at all. Um, what about movies? I've watched, since I started doing Netflix and chill with the dogs in the evening, the other day I came back from work, got back about 11.30 at night and watched two movies back to back. Which two movies did you watch? I can't remember. You know, the sort of, um, the, the let's go and uh, get this, uh, this one out of uh, enemy territory type ones. Oh. Was it America? Um, what was it I saw? Good movie then. It was a good movie. I just can't remember the name of it. I mean, there are quite a few good movies on there. Um, boys movies, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Well, speaking of boys movies, I went to see Angel Has Fallen. Uh, that's a really good movie. You'd like that one. Yeah, what's it about? Well, it's it's got God in it. Mm. No, what does God look like, by the way? I've always been interested. Uh, Morgan Freeman. I, did you know I thought God would look like Morgan Freeman? Um, yeah, it's got him in it, and yeah. he's the American president. He used to play God, but now he's just the American president. I saw the Shaft, um, the 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 one they made, the remake of Shaft, the other day. Music was it was it wasn't bad, to be honest with you. I don't think I've seen the new one. Mm. It's on Netflix. Uh, well, I, I haven't got Netflix. I don't get paid enough to have Netflix. Don't you? No. You can yeah. get a free month and then cancel it. And then you can get another free month. With a different credit card, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, don't do that, everyone. That's 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 just uh, abusing the system. Yeah. Now, do you want to do any questions or uh, okay, we'll, or, uh, or not? We'll we'll finish off. I shouldn't say that on the radio, should I? No, uh, we'll... I say you, everything's been sexual innuendo on this programme with you. Um, Ever since you saw me naked a little while ago, you can't control yourself, can you? I'm keeping my hands above the desk. And the other one. That's it. Uh, questions for the whale. Uh, Maggie Coldridge. Coldridge. Cold, 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 whatever. Maggie. God, dear, you are a... Anyway, go on, yeah. Uh, how long is a piece of string? Uh, well, it starts there and it finishes there. It's that long. I actually know the full mathematical equation for it. Don't bore us. It's not very long. Well, go on, then. I, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, it is actually twice the distance from the centre to the end. Twice the distance from the centre to the end. I suppose it is, isn't it, when you think about it? Yeah. Uh, Armstrong Lee. Hi, Armstrong. Uh, why are there no younger people in Parliament? Uh, there are some very young people, Armstrong, in uh, Parliament. Uh, I think the youngest is about 22, 23, who is a Scottish nationalist MP. Uh, but that Leila Moran, uh, who is uh, new with the Liberal Democrats, she's quite young. Um, and uh, if you want more young people in Parliament, Armstrong, then young people must put themselves forward as potential members of Parliament. Thank you. Uh, Rob James asks, is it true that according to the Institute of Incomplete Research, seven out of ten people? Yes, it is. Uh, Christian Loyal. Do you play any musical instruments? No. That's not true, though, is it? Why? You play the uh, the, the drums. Ah. Yes. Native American drums. You're right. There's no editing there. Those drums are right next to him. That's amazing. I didn't see your drums when I linked into you earlier. No, that's because part of my anatomy is so large you just couldn't see past it. Uh, Anthony Rowe. <laughs> does Boris have a sense of humour? I think he does. Uh, Bill Roberts. In the event of a no-deal Brexit, will the DFS sale finally end? Do you know, that's a really good question, uh, Bill. I so hope it will because I've been waiting for the new stock to come in for years. Also, the prices will naturally come down anyway. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Dave Hills, he's looking for a uh, mini adventure. What mm. should I do next, oh wise one? Um, if you're looking for a mini adventure, this is quite serious, I would go and have a weekend in Iceland. It's quite easy to get to. It's like nothing uh, anywhere else. You feel you are sometimes on another planet. It's like being in the frontier. And uh, it, it's a mini-adventure. You get four Cornettos for a quid. Really? Yeah. I'm talking about the country, you daft f***er. Right. Thank you very much indeed. 300 under our belt. Will we achieve another free 300? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, right, Rob? Yes, sir. You can have one drink in celebration, but only one. Yes, all right, I'll have one drink. Come on. I'm sorry you saw me naked, but you must get that out of your mind. I, I am spoken for. <sighs> 
You're listening to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.